Well, what a wonderful morning it's been so far on Vineyard Live, our online church service. I trust you've been blessed by the great praise and worship, sharing and communion together. But now we're going to gather around the word and I want to continue my series, Thinking for a Change. I trust it's been a blessing to you and that you're enjoying it. Uh, if you're tuning in for the first time, all of these messages are on our website, vineyardcc.org. And you can watch and listen there to all of our services. And for, our, for that matter, all of our kids programs are on there as well if you want to catch your kids up with Kids Church and Kids Club. It's just great that we've been able to use this online medium together and I'm sharing the word today with you wherever you are, finding yourselves in your lounge rooms, living rooms, uh, right across this great planet as people are sharing the link and people are tuning in uh, all over. So welcome and let's get into the word. We've really been uh, focusing on this scripture, Proverbs 23 verse 7, for as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Our thinking is so pivotal to how we live our lives, uh, to the action that we take. The day-to-day -day action is dictated to by our thinking. And then ultimately our legacy that we leave behind is impacted by those day-to-day -day actions, which is impacted by our thinking. It all comes back to a thought. And so in this series, we're encouraging you to consider change, to consider maturity, because maturity requires change and it requires a change in our thinking as we move forward in whatever sphere of life we find ourselves in. And remember this, you will never change your life until the way you change the way you think. Let me say it again. You'll never change your life until you change the way you think. So let's challenge our thinking today and let's begin with prayer. Father God, I thank you that as you renew our minds, as you challenge our minds, Father God, that we would uh, embrace all that you have for us. Lord, that you would speak to us through your word powerfully today and really challenge and maybe even rattle the way we think. Lord, let's uh, get rid of that stinking thinking that we have and Lord, replace it with godly thinking. And we can only do that with your help and with the power of the Holy Spirit. And we pray that you touch us today through your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. The other scripture we've been taking a really good look at, Romans 12 verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's so important that our minds are renewed by the word of God so that we can change our thinking, change our actions, and leave the legacy that God has called us uh, to leave. Uh, today we're going to talk about speaking your mind. Who loves to do that when someone challenges you? Or when someone says something you don't quite like on Facebook, gee, I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. We really enjoy speaking our mind, don't we, at times? But today's message is actually titled, Speaking Your Mind, The Power of Your Words. Our words uh, carry a lot of weight and a lot of power, perhaps more than we give them credit to. Uh, and so we've got some new scriptures to look at today to really set up what we're going to be talking about. The first one is Matthew chapter 12, verse 34, which says, Brood of vipers! Don't you love it when Jesus says that? How can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Interesting that we've been talking about thinking, influencing our heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So let's be challenged today with what's in our heart. Also, Proverbs 18, verse 21, Death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit the last scripture 1 peter chapter 3 verse 10 to set up for today he who would love life and see good days let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips 
from speaking deceit. Uh, so the first point I want to bring to our attentions today is that we know that words have creative power. We're talking about four things that we should know today. The first one, we know words have creative power. Hebrews 11 verse 3 says, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Wow! The world was framed by words. Uh, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. God framed the universe. And he did it with words. So words carry weight. Words carry power. Words are important. Um, we see in the creation story, God speaking. Let there be. And there was. Words are powerful. And we see God speaking. And then it was so. Let there be light. And then there was light. It's interesting that as we speak, uh, things can become reality. So if we speak negatively, then we're going to see the fruit of negativity. Our words are powerful. Uh, and so I want to encourage you today, we've got to consider the words that we're using, what's in our heart, what's in our thinking, because all of that influences our words. Uh, God shows us the creative power of words. We see that when God wanted something, he spoke it. He spoke it into being. When God spoke that which was unseen became seen. And we've got to be careful because when we speak, those things that are unseen now become Seen. Our words carry weight and power. We've got to be mindful of the words that we're using. God is demonstrating to us the power of words. And we've got to learn and understand that there is great power in the words that we use. Psalm 33 verse 6, it's on the screen. It says, By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. Wow. Words are powerful, folks. Everything we see was brought about. By words. You know what? Here's the key point here. You need to take this away from everything that I've just said. Words carry an unseen power that bring about seen results. Did you catch that? Words carry unseen power. You don't see it, but they certainly bring about seen results. Folks, let's consider our words. Do we have a positive confession or do we have a negative confession? Are we driven by fear or are we driven by faith? In this season, I want to encourage you to be that positive person that's speaking positively, even in the midst of a storm where things, everything seems to be going wrong. I want to encourage you to be the light in the darkness and use words that are powerful and positive uh, and not pull down uh, the situation around you by negativity and, and fear being on our lips. Let's use that unseen power that our words carry and see those seen results be positive. In Jesus' name. See, if God's word can help frame a universe, which is just incredible that God can speak, and then it is. His words put into our heart and spoken out of our mouths can change our life. That's how powerful words are. If you could can change your confession, uh, your lived experience will be different. And, and there's evidence in God's word, and that's what we're looking at today. When we fill our mind and mouth with God's words, then we are creating an atmosphere for not just inner change, but outer change. Because when we're changed from the inside out, when we deal with what's inside, the outside is different uh, because there's the evidence of what's going on on the inside. So words still are creating worlds in which people live in today. You're a product of the words that you have spoken over your life. You are a product of the words spoken over your life by others that you have accepted. 
And, and so words are still creating worlds in which we live today. And that's why words are powerful. It created the world when God spoke. And our words are now creating our worlds. Uh, so let's be mindful that we know words have creative power. Let's acknowledge that today. Here's the second thing we need to know. We know that words set the direction of our life. Words spoken over us set our direction. James 3 verse 4. Uh, and we've covered this when we looked at the book of James. Um, Look also at ships, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member. Wow. James says a little rudder sets the direction uh, for a ship. It's such a tiny piece of the ship, yet it controls the direction of that big vessel. Even fierce storms uh, cannot dictate to the direction that that ship goes. As long as that rudder is functioning and working, it will ultimately determine the direction of the ship. Um, as uh, the rudder dictates to where the ship is going, and it's such a small part, the tongue or our words set the direction for our life. Such a small part of our body, the tongue, yet it can set the direction for your entire being. Wow. Words are powerful, folks. We need to consider that absolutely today. We, If we speak negative and fear-filled words in our day-to-day life, that is the direction that we're setting for our lives. You know, the opposite is true as well. If we speak positive, faith-filled words, that's setting the direction of your life. Which direction do you want to go in? Fear, negativity, or faith-filled positivity? Come on, church, let's really challenge ourselves today with the kind of world that we're framing around us by the words that we speak. Words set the course towards destiny or destruction. I know which direction I want to be heading and it's certainly not destruction. I want to capture all of God has for me in this life and I'm motoring towards the destiny that he has for me. But do my words reflect that? That's the challenge for all of us today. Are we speaking words of positive, uh, faith-filled confessions or negative, fear-filled words and, and utterances over our life? Your life right now is the composition of words spoken to you or by you. That's how powerful words are. You've set the direction of your life by choosing to listen to certain words. And that's why the Bible says to let nothing corrupt come out of your mouth. It's so important that we address what's coming out of our mouth. Because with corruption, if negativity comes out of our mouth, that's our confession. That's what our experience will be. And so I want to encourage you today to live life with a positive confession on your lips. I'm not saying be positive and optimistic uh, to the point of, um, I guess, making poor choices about the direction you're heading in your life and, and being naive to the things going on in the world. Certainly be aware of what's going on in the world, but don't allow what the world uh, is saying or doing dictate to the way you choose to confess uh, over your life what's going on. We live in the world, but we're not um, of the world. We're in it because we can't live anywhere else. This is our home, but we don't have to be of the world and dictated to by the world. Ephesians 4.29, it says, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for the necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. Can we be imparters of grace with our words today? Let's not be imparters of fear and negativity and condemnation, but let's be imparters of grace with our words because our words are powerful. The tongue or our words can destroy what I have. 
It literally can. You might be in a good place right now, but change your language, you'll change your future. So let's make sure that we continue in that way, declaring positive confessions over our lives. It's so important. Uh, it's like a forest fire. that it's, It destroys everything in its path. So too can our words destroy. And so let's be mindful of that. We know that words have creative power. We know that words set the direction of our life. Here's the next thing we know. We know words are the fruit of the thoughts of the heart. Our words are the fruit, the harvest of the thoughts, the seed sown uh, in our heart. Matthew 15 verse 18, But the things that come out of the mouth come from the heart, and these uh, make a man unclean. The heart has the power to make you unclean if it has the wrong thoughts sown within it. Thoughts are seeds and words are the fruit. The issue is not just changing the words that we speak. We can change the words that we speak, but if what's on the inside is wrong, it's going to impact our future and the direction that we have. Jesus said that the things that come out of the mouth are results of the seeds of the heart. So right thinking will produce right words. We'll speak that positive confession over our life if we have the right thinking in our minds that is then sowing the right seeds in our heart that is then produced in the fruit of our words. Right thinking, again, is the, right, um, is the result of right input. Right thinking is the result of right input. And so what are we inputting into our hearts? Is it the word of God? Is it a positive confession? Is it people cheering us on? Or are we listening to the negative voices, the minority that want to drag us down and pull us down and tell us that we're useless and that we're nobodies? Here's the real key point here. Take this away. Your mind, it's like a computer, okay? We all know computers, I think. Even the senior folk in our church know what a computer is. And, and, and your mind is like the hard drive, okay? So that's where you save everything. That's where everything gets stored. So your mind is the hard drive. Your mouth is the printer. You know that from a computer, you can send something to print and it comes out based on what's on the hard drive. If you want to change the printing on the page, then you've got to change the information on the hard drive. In the same way, if you want to change the words that are coming out of your mouth, you've got to change what's imprinted in your mind and what you're filling your mind with and what you're storing there. It's so important uh, to consider that. Jesus taught the principle of the seeds in the heart. Um, you probably have either read or heard of the uh, parable of the seeds. Uh, before and so now I'm going to read the explanation that Jesus gives for this parable we're reading from the book of Mark chapter 4 verses 13 to 20 uh, you can read along again on the screen or in your own Bibles or in the Bible that's in our uh, online stream you can actually click on a tab there and there's a Bible there technology it's amazing here we go verse 13 says and he said to them do you not understand this parable how then will you understand all the parables the sower sows the word. And these are the ones, the seeds, uh, by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Uh, these likewise are the ones sown on stony ground, who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. And they have no root in themselves and so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. 
Now these are the ones who sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word. And the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things entering in, choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. But these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it and bear fruit. Some 30 fold, some 60 and some 100. You see, the word is sown into the hearts of people. The word takes root depending on the condition of the inner man. What's going on on the inside? How are we going to receive uh, this word that is being sown into us? It's determined by what's going on inside. The word takes root depending on the conditions of the minds of the people. What's the condition of our mind? What's going on? Is it positive? Is it negative? Is it closed? Is it open? All these things matter. Here's the point. Jesus made it really clear that the word, God's word, are seeds that are sown into our heart and should bring out fruit. God's word can't be sown in us and come out void. It never returns void, the word tells us. Look at what happens to us as we receive the word. Sometimes Satan comes immediately and steals the seed sown. Sometimes tribulation and persecution arise and we're under the pump. We're, getting, we're in difficult times. People are having a go at us because of our faith. And then the shallowness cannot hold up. So we don't take the word into us. It's not deeply rooted into us because of what's going on, the turmoil that, that we're experiencing. What about this? The cares and the worries of the word uh, of the world sorry, and the deceitfulness of riches choke out the word. Wow. So sometimes the word can be choked out. We don't receive it because of the worries of this world. Uh, who gets worried? You know, straight away all of us go, whoops. There are times when we feel so worried and so concerned and all we've got to do is trust in our God. God's got it. God's in control and let's trust him. We're people of faith, not fear. So we trust God. Uh, then there's those that hear the word, they accept the word and they do it. Uh, my stepmom is from Alabama and one of their favorite sayings over there when they just want to get something done is, Get her done. Can you say that? Get her done. You've got to have the accent right. Uh, but you've got to get it done. Uh, so we hear the word, we accept it, and we just get it done. Whatever God's word says, we get it done. Words have creative power. We know that the words set the direction of our life, and we know that words are the fruit of the thoughts of the heart. So in the theme of get her done, number four, I know, we know, we know, so then do, do. We've got to not just know, but do. James 1 verse 22, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Don't deceive yourselves. Don't hear it and go, yeah, yeah, I know that. I've heard it all before. Been there, done that, bought the t-shirt. Uh, the biggest challenge in our lives as Christians is to do, and it always will be, to do. Many people, you know, come to me and say, yeah, I know, Pastor, I know, I know, I know. I know what I'm supposed to do. Just do, please, just do. Read, monkey see, monkey do. Uh, read what the Bible says and go and do. Don't wait for the pastor to give you that push or that nudge. God's already nudging you. He wants you to take that gospel, that good news, and get it done. Let the world know that Jesus is alive. He, however you do that, in your world, in your sphere of influence, God just is telling you right now, get up and do. Uh, the biggest challenge for the church is to be a doing church. That's our biggest challenge. 
We get so distracted, we get so busy, we get so focused on looking after ourselves and we forget that there's work to be done. Most people who have been in church long enough know what to do. They do. So I'm, I really am preaching to the choir today. If you've been in church for a long time and you're nodding your head and you're saying, yes, pastor, I've heard it all before. So you know what you need to do. Please just go do. Go into all the world and make disciples. Go into all the world and tell them the good news. The problem is self-deception. We tell ourselves, yeah, I'm all right. I'm cruising along okay. I know what I'm doing. I'm doing the right thing. See, when you don't take in the word of God, you're deceiving yourself. And the word of God is going to all the world and make disciples. When you don't take church seriously and you don't take God seriously, you're deceiving yourself. You literally are. You're tricking yourself uh, to, to think that everything's okay and that I'm going to be fine and I'm doing what I'm meant to do. Please go and do. Go and do what God is instructing us all to do. You know, you're an insane person if you think you can do the same thing and get a different result. So please, let's break the mold. Let's break the pattern, whatever it is your pattern of life is right now. Can we challenge it to change our thinking? Can we challenge our thinking? Can we challenge what's in our hearts? Because when we do, we're going to uh, adjust the words that are on our lips and our lives are going to be transformed because of the power of our words. Notice what James says in verse uh, 25 of chapter 1 of James. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the word, this one will be blessed in what he does. Wow. He looks and continues in it and does it. He gets it done. <laughs> this one will be blessed in what he does. Here's the point. I've got your attention. Take this home. Take this point with you as we finish up today. We must take the word of God seriously by putting it into our life and letting it come out of our mouth. By putting the word of God into our life, we're allowing our thinking to be changed. We're allowing ourselves to mature. We're allowing our heart to be adjusted. And so our words are then influenced for good in Jesus' name. Allow God in. Allow his word in and it will come out in all that you say and in all that you do. I want to pray for people today, people that need to accept Jesus. And you can see the scripture on my screen, Romans chapter 10, verse 9. If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. So we say it. Words are powerful. Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. Two things you need to do today. You need to confess with your mouth. You need to believe in your heart. And I want to encourage people today listening to this message. Maybe you're that kind of person that speaks negative words over your life. Well, I want to encourage you. Today is your day for change. You are going to have the opportunity to accept Jesus, declare his goodness in your life and believe that he is your Lord and you will be saved. And your words and your language are going to begin to change by the power of the Holy Spirit because you've invited Jesus into your heart today. So if you're watching this uh, wherever you are and you need to respond to Jesus right now in the chat, in the live stream, you have an opportunity to raise your hand and click on that and let us know that you're responding today. I want to encourage you to consider that today. And then from there, you can actually connect with us. You can choose to do that if you want to. Connect with us further and I'd love to help you on your journey as you get to know Jesus and invite him to be your Lord and your Savior. So why don't you just go ahead and click there right now. And I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And I want you to say these words after me. In fact, our whole church will be saying it with you. So you're not alone, even though you feel like you might be in your living room at home. 
Why don't you say these words? If you're surrendering your life to Jesus right now, or maybe you need to, you know, re-establish that relationship with Jesus and recommit your life to him today, I want to encourage you to do that. Say these words after me. Dear Jesus, I confess that you are my Lord. I understand that you forgive me of my sin. I give you permission to come into my heart and I make you the leader of my life. Forgive me of my sin. Change the words on my lips and let me now live a life that is a pleasing life to you. I thank you that you're going to lead and guide me every day from now until eternity. I am now a Christian and I choose to follow Jesus. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer, heaven is rejoicing. We are so excited that you've surrendered your life to Jesus. Go on ahead and click on that raise hand. Connect with us so that we can help you. And we just pray for God's fruitfulness and favour to be on your life from this day forward. Church, be blessed. We've had another great morning at Vineyard Live, our online church service. Right now, as the service ends, you're seeing in the chat of the live stream the link of this message. So share it with your friends and family and anybody that needs to be part of our service today. They can watch it uh, from our website by sharing that link. Also, what's about to happen right now is our live foyer, our Zoom foyer. And there's also a link being posted in the chat that you can click on and join us as we just see each other, say hello to each other, and uh, have a cuppa together if you've got a coffee ready, um, uh, maybe a, maybe some morning tea, whatever it is, we'd love to connect with you in our Zoom for you today. Everyone is welcome. Uh, so go ahead and click on those links. But if not, and you're leaving us right now, be blessed, have a fantastic week. We love you. And uh, get your kids and young people to connect with us on Kids Club and Kids Church, youth group each week. Contact me if you need the details. We've shared it plenty of times, but we'd love to connect with you across the next week. Otherwise, we'll see you next Sunday for another great morning at Vineyard Live. God bless.